So um, what's been up, girl? Honestly, for me, same old, same old. I've been chilling, relaxing, traveling, all of the above. Um, I went to Orlando just for like a little day trip or whatever. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to go to Dallas soon. I'm going to Miami soon. A lot of traveling sounds like. How have you been? Sounds like that's good though. I've been good. I um been at peace, as you can see on my social media. I just took a a little quick trip for a hike. Um, went up there to get some clarity, a peace of mind, get away from Earth for a little while. That's good. I really want to do something like that soon. I mean, I I can do that at the beach, so um that would be nice. I should do that. Yeah. Look at our different terrains. <sighs> you got the beach, and I got the mountaintops. Yeah, that's good though. That's good. All right, girl, where do you want to start? Ooh, let's start loyalty and friendships because. Let's go there. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so the so the basis of all of this that it comes up for me is everything that's go been going on with Joe Budden and Rory and Maul, like the mm -hmm. disloyalty, the lies, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So you asked me, like, is he stealing money? And I mean. I guess that's just too much for us to know. That's really not our business. But it sounds like it. It sounds like yeah. it. Um, but I think what really just sticks out is um, how mean he is to his friends. Um, you know, Ma was just saying, like, you know, what's important to me is respect. And Joe was saying, like, you don't have to respect your friends or something. Something like that. <sighs> what? Yeah, and he was like, I don't owe y'all nothing. I don't owe y'all respect. I don't even, like, that's how he was talking to them. I don't know if that's how he really think things work. I don't know. Well, I mean, if both of them are saying the same things about him, I can only imagine it's true. Hey. I, um, I was on Twitter, and, like, this one person was saying how they were on set with Joe Budden once upon a time and asked him for a cigarette. Oh. And, like, he let out the biggest sigh. Like, he didn't want to give it to him. And he had a living. like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and then. Um, like, is he a hard person to be around? I mean, a lot of people are, and they don't really realize yeah. what they have to give in a friendship. Oh, my gosh, but, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the um, uh, Olivia Dope. She's a lady who was once on the podcast. I guess I wasn't listening in, but she. Um, came out and said that he was like sexually harassing her on the podcast and so they had to like edit pieces out where he would say shit like um yeah I wish we talked more because I really want to fuck like and then they they were like everybody around would laugh and it, of course it got edited out but she came with mm -hmm. the she came with the receipts and she was like at 14 uh point 32 seconds this is what was said and this got cut out and she was just like it was super uncomfortable um, honestly, he seems like a terrible person. I, I just. He does. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about what he does. And then also like would listen to a few episodes that he's like picking mm -hmm. up on some of his, the things that he says to people that he doesn't even know, or even the people that are on the show with him, like how rude he is to them. Mm -hmm. It's just, he doesn't seem like a nice person. No. But that's just my opinion, you know? Yeah. Um. So I'm really not sure what's going to happen with all of it. I mean, 
it's, it's just messed up how you do your friends like that. Like, I get that y'all been having beef, you know, because that's the thing. We've been beefing for months and blah, right. blah, blah. I understand it. And because, of course, the listeners can pick up on it like I picked up on it, You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but... Mm-mm-mm. And they seem like Rory and Miles seem like they pretty solid. Like so, it's just like if somebody being loyal to you, be loyal to them. But some people ain't got a loyal bone in their body, and that's just how it works. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, Courtney, what um, makes a loyal friend to you? Um, and I guess what Ma was saying, respect, um, respect, and respect, honesty, and um. Trust, trust is the word I'm looking for. Um, I saw, I saw something on the timeline. It was, uh, it was some girls like, "Have you ever lied to your best friend?" They was like, "Yeah," and I'm like, I literally had to sit and think about it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really think I have, and I'm wondering, like, I don't owe you a lie. Like, right. like I just don't really owe you a lie. Like, I lie to my man, I lie to my mama, but my best friend, like, at the end of the day, like we can just date a friendship, you know what I'm saying? And we're not tied mm-hmm. through sex or through because we're blood. But I don't feel like I have to lie to you. So I thought that was weird. And I think, like, being a loyal friend, like, I got to be honest. And trust. Trust is what's really big to me because, you know, we hear all those stories of um, they stopped being friends and now this girl aired out her bit. Mm-hmm. I just. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I feel it. Oh, goodness. Um. What about you? What makes a loyal friend to me? Um, first and foremost, respect. Like Rara said and you said, um, I have to know that you respect me and who I am as a person to even be somewhat in the vicinity of you, um, especially with a best friendship. That's like number one. Um, also, just... love like genuinely love who i am like with respect i feel with respect and love i feel like everything else will flow in to the the whole process of what a friendship is if my friends don't you know genuinely have love in their heart love for the people around them and love for me who you are as a person and your character will make me realize how loyal you are as a person and how loyal you'll be into a friendship yeah i agree but as far as lying to my friends i probably have lied to my friends but you be lying but (laughs) courtney (laughs) i do not be lying i'm just very secretive and so yeah so yes and that's what i think those that would be along the lines of how you've lied to a friend that's what i mean but you be lying so like that don't count (laughs) yeah you secretive and of course some people will be like keeping secrets is lying whatever whatever Man, Courtney just call me a liar, y'all. I, I really am not did. a liar. I mean, that's so funny, but you be lying. So the thing is, Courtney will be like, "Where you at? What you doing?" And I'd be like, mm, "Chilling." And that'll be my lie. That's a but lie. I really do be chilling. Well, I don't really be lying. Whatever. Um. Lie. <laughs> so I saw this thread. Speaking of friends, and I really hope you saw it on Twitter. It had to do with uh, beauty, um, and. So this girl, she'll go out with her friends. She never got compliments. She was the bigger girl, whatever, whatever. She lost a little weight. 
Then they, you know, she moved to Ghana. And everybody thought she was beautiful in Ghana. Like, they thought she was drop-dead gorgeous. But her friend came and visited or whatever. And they would go out. And nobody ever complimented her. Somebody even, you know, a man, I guess, came up and was like, wow, I just think you're so much beautiful to her. And so the roles kind of switched. Her friend um, didn't take to that very well. Her friend was just like, I hate that you lost weight. Like, type of shit, like... <laughs> Oh my God! Oh man, it was bad. That's jealousy. It was oh my God, and they call it something. They call it beauty something. Um, but yeah, and so when they went back to America, the role switched back to how they were originally, and the friend was fine, and um, the girl who you know gets treated bad sometimes, she she would just say um. She said, I realize my friend is morally fucked up. Like, yeah. And is and she never cared about me being treated bad um, about, you know, as far as um, about how I look or whatever. She, her friend never did anything about it. Her friend never took up for her. And so stuff like that. Like, that ain't no friend, baby. Courtney, does that ever happen to you? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like your friend that you were with was getting more attention and it made you feel some type of way. So yeah, I can I can honestly say um, I was out this past weekend and I had a friend with me who was getting more attention than me. But did it make me feel a way? I guess is the question. No, I just I'm just like okay, my friend bad, like whatever. Um, yeah. Like no, I, I I guess I never feel a way, but I understand that that does happen. You know, it happens. People choose. Like, niggas yeah. don't choose up. And so that's super fine. Um, honestly, in my head, did I sit and compare like, hmm, what's going on? This isn't normal for me. Yeah, like, yeah, that was a thought. But I was just like, but on a normal occurrence, like, one, I know I'm not ugly. And on a normal, you know, day when I, like, do something to myself or whatever or not, I get a lot of compliments. So it's just like to see my friend get her flowers, too. That's okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, so there, it just depends. Some friends I'm out with and I'll get more attention. And, and when they go out, they'll get more attention. Um, For me, though, it's a, it's a different thing. They don't care about the whole attention thing. They just care about they can't get free drinks. And that's the funniest thing. I see. I'm always the one who gets the free drinks and ends up you know same for me um <laughs> and so like for me like when I go out like sometimes I just want to go out with my friends and enjoy myself and I don't want attention and when it's on them it's like a reliever for me yeah. like I really yeah. be wanting them to yeah like it's like you said giving them their flowers like my friend all my friends are beautiful and all my friends are you know really 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 nice looking nice shaped women yeah so that and it just never I think an issue. And so I think even this weekend it was a relief. Like I would sit down in Indian style and just let like whatever, like dang, they'll be like my friend, like dang, you work out and I'm just giggling in my head, like oh, good, I could just get on my phone. You know what I'm saying? It's it is relaxing. It's yeah. it's relaxing not having as much attention. I like attention though, mm -hmm. but sometimes you just don't want any. Yeah, definitely so. Um, sometimes they'll be nights where I just go out and dress a certain way 
I'm just being telling everything. But there are nights where I just go out and don't dress like in a way to attract anybody. Like just being. I'm gonna go out just like shirt. this with a hat on, baby. In the way, yeah. And, yeah. and I'll get attention still, and I'm like, I just didn't want didn't this. expect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, having money doesn't give you the privilege to treat people poorly. That's something somebody texted me because I had a conversation, and um, he also gave me a little story. He said. He said, I, I was in my Uber and I saw this couple get into a Bentley. And as soon as he closed the door, the man closed the door, the woman closed the door, he slapped her in the face. Oh my goodness. <sighs> but that's how life be, man. I'm not going to talk about the girlies who chase after men with money and think that not all men with money are, are bad people. There are a lot of men or women that have a lot of financial gains who can also be bad people, but there are some good people still. But, um, yeah, sometimes there with money, there comes power and power. There comes dominance, you know, well, we can kind of say with Joe, um, Ma said, I knew that nigga changed when I saw him with a mirror hat on. He ain't never, that nigga never wore a mirror hat. Like, and that shit was so funny, but that is real. That's how that shit works. When people get a little yeah. bit of money, they think they can cheat, for example, or they think um, they can be mean to people who don't have as much as them, or they think yeah. they're better, you know, that comes. But, you know, something to point out, money doesn't change you. It just makes, it just um, shows who you really are. Shows who you really are. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, there are people who walk around who think they have the privilege of treating people a certain kind of way because they have money, and they treat you poorly. They treat you like shit, like <laughs> like you're scum. Mm. But in actuality, it's them that's the scum. <laughs> yeah, like and it's like money does not make you a good person, bro. Like that's no, not that's not a characteristic that is in the dictionary beside good person. <laughs> no. Having money is not a, a character trait, period. It's really not. No, it's not. It's not at all. Like, even to say, oh, wealthy or rich, that's not character. That's like, I don't know, material. That just def that just defines you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you as a whole. Mm -hmm. But, mm, nah. Nah. It's not a character trait. What is, what is the thing on Twitter? <laughs> People be talking about their degrees. They be like, you know, having a degree is not a character trait. Or something or of that being nature. Greek is not a character trait. Mm -hmm. They've been yeah. They've been on that Greek stuff lately. People are mad that people are Greek lately for some odd reason. I don't know. They're just saying, man, um, these niggas lame. <laughs> I don't follow that many Greek people. I don't, like maybe two, three. I, yeah, I don't know if it's Greek people saying it or non Greek. I don't really know, but ever since that meet to meet uh got viral on TikTok. Oh my god, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know what Greek world is, man. I'll be on the other side with the lanes, whatever, whatever. they call them. People who, people who don't. What is it? Uh, have letters. GDIs. There you go. <laughs> um, if we got real world problems. Then what be going on in an organization from from undergrad? So. What you want to talk about next? As we were talking about privilege, let's talk about let's 
let's flow into this topic of what Sarah Jake said um, about women achieving their own things in life mm-hmm. and doing whatever it is they need instead of waiting for a man to do it and helping them out. Um, yeah, so you're going to be mad, but there are women who, well, there are certain things I don't want to do until I'm married. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have a house before I'm married. I don't want to start a business before I'm married. Um, and I get it. I get it. Um, the way KS says it. A lot of men don't really want independent women. They really don't want a woman who is self-sustainable on their own. As much as they say they do, in all actuality, that kind of scares them. Because they come from a point of, how do I help? Where do, where do I come in at if you already got X, Y, Z? Um, but Sarah Jace is saying, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have all this stuff. And he's supposed to have all his stuff. So I'm not mad at your statement because there are a lot of times and a lot of people who feel like that. And there are some cases where I even feel like that. Like I um, sometimes feel like buying a house is maybe not the the next step for me because I don't really want a house just yet. I I would prefer to have a husband and us buy a house together together than buy one on my own first. But in other cases, it's just like, um, though there are men who who typically don't want a fully independent woman and it is intimidating to them. Something Sarah Jake said, well, she didn't say, but something I wish she did say, maybe she did say it, that you're going to attract the man that, that knows what you have and wants you to have more than what you already have. It won't intimidate him that you have your shit together because that's one less piece puzzle piece that has to be figured out. Yeah. It's already together. You know, that's one less strain on the relationship. If I, or even as an established woman who dates a man who's not established, that, that's a problem, you know? It is a problem. Like, now we have to figure out how to get you. How to get you up here. Or yeah, just to, to where I'm at. Or not even that, as to where you don't feel like I'm so much above you, you can't catch up, you know? But another thing, you honestly, and if you do um, date a guy or if you do date a woman who is not on your level, hopefully that person don't look at it as you doing so much better than me. You know, I had a conversation with one of my friend guys about this exact topic. Um, I think I brought this to you. Like, I feel like even though I'm very, very independent, there are men that I have been meeting and, you know, casually dating who have a lot more than I have, but me having less than them doesn't matter to them. Men don't really care. Does hmm? Does it matter to you? Does it matter oh, to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it makes, well, Okay. I won't say it matters, but it makes me want more for myself. It wants me yeah, to I feel agree. like, you know, I need to work my ass off a little bit more to be equally yoked, to be on the same playing field. I don't want to be the one... Not necessarily playing catch up, but I don't want to be to at a point where you have all this money and I'm a liability. Mm-hmm. I'm like a child that you have to take care of when you don't have children, you know? I agree. And I agree with those feelings because um, 
I don't think I just necessarily have them now, but I fear that I will in the future. Because what if I do meet a man who makes significantly more than me? Will I ever, will I feel like a liability? You know what I'm saying? Even though I may make X amount of money, but because it's not what you make and those are my insecurities because it's not what you make or more than what, you know, what if I am a liability? I feel like these are rich people conversations and I'm going to just stop talking. Why? Because I'm a doctor and... I don't think these are rich people conversations because there are individuals who are in marriages now where there's a husband working three to five jobs to even make the same amount that his wife makes at one job or vice versa, you know? Girl... Yes, not even to bring back up this last name thing or head of the household or who makes more. Is he a man type of conversation if he makes less? But men do not, men look at women away when they don't want to take his last name. They just like, that's a certain type of woman and she'll, that's why she'll never find a man or, and it's just like, Y'all can kiss my ass. Baby, like, life partner, yes, man. Because if it's got to come to all that. Like, why they got to be a conversation? Like, I just, I mean, honestly, truly, if I love you and you that nigga, I'm taking your last name and ditching this one. I really will. But, man, if y'all see me hyphenate, just know I don't respect that nigga. No, I'm oh, just my playing. goodness. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm going to be honest, no, I- <laughs> Um, As far as the last name go I would love to keep my last name I love my last name I worked hard mm-hmm. under this last name but I don't I don't have to take on a last name but if it's a thing for whoever my partner is and we get married then I don't mind I don't care if it's a thing like if it starts an argument you just gonna be like okay, okay fuck yeah. it, whatever the only thing that <sighs> would like break me up a little bit is that I do want my first son to have my last name and that may I be did a problem. Too. It's going to be a big problem. I had the conversation with my dad. And I said, you know, dad, you don't have any sons. Um, so, like, our last name is over. And I was, you know, and I really wanted to name my son, you know, with my last name. And um, he was like, you know, that's not going to work if you got a man. And I said, hmm. So you say. <laughs> Maybe he's right. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Maybe um, as its middle name, but I couldn't imagine being a man and my son does not have my last name. Couldn't imagine it. Well, I would be really pissed and I would not be happy unless, we, unless we're not married and this on some baby mama type baby daddy stuff. Then who cares, you know, but. Couldn't he want a baby daddy? Mm. That's just my baby daddy. Do I want a baby daddy? <laughs> <laughs> not me considering the question and you're joking, I am joking. I'm like, mm, do I want no I always picture myself being married with a kid but uh, I get like 32 then you know I'm gonna make it do what it do and go pop out a kid just have a baby daddy that's fine that's fine my mama got baby daddies my mama got a baby daddy well <laughs> got one. they're fine <laughs> Life went on for them. Yep. <laughs> so I will have a baby daddy if that's... Especially because I really want children, you know, so... Which I've talked to you about. I really want children. Yeah. 
So do you should you vent to your psychology friends, I guess? Like Um I'm going to say if they're supportive and they don't find a problem in it, go for it. And if they're open to it, but also make sure you give that person space because you're not the only person that's venting to them. This is what they do on a daily basis, one, and then to come home and do it again with friends and family. Or, you know, it's a lot. And that's you should do that to anybody, whether or not it's a, a psychology friend or not. Um, I guess that whole, like, Sending a text message saying, are you in the mental space for me to vent to you is a little, a lot for me. But I'd be like, I want to talk about something. Okay, can I vent this happened? Yeah, so here's the thing that my friends do. They'll start with, okay, how's your day going? There are mm-hmm. some things in my mind that I want to talk about. Can I? And, you know, I'll e- either say, you know what? Today's not that day for me. Or I have space today for it. <clears throat> And it's like some of the stuff like I had to tell somebody today, like even though people come to you with problems that may not seem big to you, doesn't mean that they're not big to them. And I have to Boo. And I have to I have to process that okay, this is big for them. Unpopular um, opinion, boo, who cares? I just be like Oh my god. I had to play a bit of a therapist role, um, Okay, so first how people really got first I wanna huh? ask, um, how was it playing the therapist role? For you. I didn't I didn't play it because I was asked to play it. I played it because you're so fucked up. And this is not gonna fly over here. I recommended therapy at the end, but I pointed out a lot of things and I was like you need you got problems. You got big problems. And I don't know, like maybe I'm flawed by thinking that the way someone moves is a problem, but it just seemed very problematic for me. Um and I don't really like to be around people like that. Like I need you that's why I don't got no friends. But I mean it's a guy I kinda like date or whatever. Like he ain't really no friend, but no, he got problems. Um, how did I feel playing that therapist role? It was cool, but I I noticed if I have to play that therapy role, that takes away a, like my attraction for you. That takes away like me actually seeing you in an intimate space because mm. I don't know. And that could come into like problems because damn, Courtney, you don't want to grow and build with people as much as you say you do. Mm, that's like, interesting. Mm. Mm. But um, so, ooh, how does that work for me? Well, usually when I'm dating, I tell people what I do. They're like, "Are you gonna psychoanalyze me?" And I always say no, but I know I am. But yeah. But um, once they start opening up to me, especially if they're interested in being with me, it just shows me more about them that I probably wouldn't know unless I took on the therapist role. Okay. And then two, something that some of the men that I have encountered pick up on my way of teaching and try to and also in turn use it with me. So it's like a both. It's a growing field where it's not just one sided, like ask me questions that I would ask them, you know? I 
see. But then there are times where you get to a little, you know, a little bit too much, and now you see this person for who they really are and how their mind works and the things that they've been through, the real baggage that they carry, and it can be a turnoff. And it's up to you to say, hey, I'm going to love you anyway. But in any relationship, you're going to play the therapist role. There's no you're way you're going to get around role. it. because, and, I mean, unless you and your person just do not communicate. But you're going to be a listening ear at some point. And on a different note, I really want to give myself a high five for really good communication I had today with a sort of difficult situation. But I just communicated my feelings. Ooh. Um, which I've been pretty good at anyways, but he did too. That this week, a lot of vulnerability, a lot of openness. Mm -hmm. Honestly, in my dating life, I'm getting more into just having like clear communication, clear communication. I really don't like blurry lines. I don't like, I don't really like things being too difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a game. It is. Which we talked about. It is a game that you have to play and play well. I don't like None of us really do like it. But, I mean, Mm. I just see it as even though I'm not into playing games and probably the person else is not into playing games, it's just... But? There's a road map into getting to me. There's a way in a passage to finding out who I am and being around me. So you do have to play the game a little bit. Into We had the conversation, Kay, and you say like, okay, you don't like playing games. A person you're dating don't like playing games. Why in the hell do you have to play a game? I know you were just answering that question, but it, no, I don't understand. Why do we have to play cat and mouse if neither one of us like playing games? Because people are weird. People are not weird. I'm not going to say that. People are kind of afraid of their own emotions. And oftentimes the cat and mouse comes with a lot of past trauma. Um, It's not as easy peasy as that boyfriend or girlfriend you had when you were 15, 16. Oh, I like you. I like you too. Let's be together. It's not that anymore. You don't, it's not blind anymore. Everybody's been hurt. Everybody's been through some things. So there's, there's walls that you have to cross. There's boundaries that you have to put up and you have to respect there's always this these games and rules that you have to abide by when it comes to a person like whether it's Courtney doesn't like a lot of attention on Tuesdays and Thursdays so you have to play by that rule or there's a certain amount of times that a lot of women it's a certain amount of dates or a certain amount of months you have to go to go through before we we become very intimate. It's a rule that they have to go by. And vice versa with me, well, I got to get to know you a little bit before I take you on a date. That's a rule, a part of your game. Yeah. So we say marriage is a business. We both agree with that, right? We do agree with it. When everything in a marriage is financially based, it is a business. Are relationships like a business? No, relationships are relationships. Unless it's a business relationship, but... <laughs> something I be having to tell my friends all the time regardless of what type of relationship it is it is still a relationship I may not be having sex with you but you do require the same things a man would require from me that I'm dating you require my time you require my attention you require date. Require dates you require uh, times where we just sit on the couch and I 
or you need a hug sometimes. You require the same stuff. And yes, in friendships, it, you play games. Yes. Is it fair to say... So I say relationships are a business as well. I said this entire world is a business when I really thought about it because there are still rules and policies and procedures even in relationships. Now, this isn't like, you know, we're saying marriage is a business because it's about money. It's about what makes what makes sense. But I still think I think all this shit is a business. Okay? This is a this is a realization I came to today. This is something I said today only because I still have to do X, Y, Z. It still has to, I still have to follow rules. Mm-hmm. So is there, yeah. is there any human companionship that you can have that's not a business? That's in that was in your opinion? a thought I had today. That's what I thought I had today. And of course you have love. Cause we're not talking about marriage as a business in the sense of like, fuck all that other shit. Let's do what makes sense. We're in my opinion now. Um, this is literally a today's thought doing my hair. I said, Hmm, well, if I have to love to me, this is a business because I have to love you a certain way. I have to not do this or you can't do this. And, hmm. and that makes it a business business to you. And that makes it a business to me. So in my mind, when you say business, I think of paperwork. Right. I think, but I'm coming from. You're you another. another perspective, another yeah um way of looking yeah. at it as to where you're really yeah. life is the business and maybe the partner is your coworker. Yeah, because ain't nobody nobody's boss yeah. in a relationship. I hope well, oftentimes that. it becomes that. There's always a subservience. <laughs> well, not always, but yeah, you're right. I I. I, th- I look at it that way, but I don't want to look at it that way because I will be anti-relationships because I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, got, I got businesses already, nigga. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney told these people our friendship is a business. <laughs> we co-workers are you my boss, Courtney? We're co-workers. <laughs> like, we work together pretty damn well, but... It took a lot of work to get here, and it took some communication. It's almost like we had to negotiate a contract in order to get to a healthy part of our friendship. I do not want to look at this this way, so please stop Okay, me. I'm going to stop you because it's. I don't think we negotiated a contract. I feel like in a more poetic way of saying it. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> we took out the time to actually get to know each other. And it wasn't so yes. much of Courtney doesn't like this, Courtney likes to be talked to like this, that fuck how Courtney likes to be talked to. This is who I am, but I know Courtney a little bit better. So therefore, I know how. We negotiate a contract. No, we okay, did I'm not. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we did not negotiate a contract. We did not, and... We work um, on a relationship. I can't understand where you're coming from because there is literal work put into a... There's, there's work. work put there's in, work. so I can understand how you could equate <laughs> the two. But it's, it's probably not, and I'm sure my listeners, I hope my listeners, our listeners, do not look at relationships or friendships like that, but it is work. Um, and speaking of work, it's only work to do. Like, 
Shit ain't just gonna pop. Oh my sky. goodness. Um that's a quote from Rob Hill. Um I would suggest okay. people to give him a listen on um Sound SoundCloud. SoundCloud, Apple Spotify. He has a like like a little it's spoken like, words. Spoken words. Um yeah. That's from the album I wanna say it's called Eden. It's called The Allure mm. of Beauty. I don't he has multiple. He has multiple. He has multiple. And I okay. may be wrong, but it is on the Eden album. And uh the quote is um There is no blessing to wait on, there's only work to do for the believers and the non believers. If there's no miracle to happen, there's only work to do. Um <laughs> When you do the work, you become what other people consider as achieved, successful, or blessed. Okay. Yeah. You planted those seeds, so you expected something to be reaped from that, you know? Um, There's always work to do. There's no knock, knock, guess what, the goons (laughs) home. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the issues is not gonna be like because you just travel through life that you're just gonna be rewarded in the end. You have to work towards that reward. And be patient, um, because Kayla said something about planting seeds and watching them grow. You gotta sit there and watch them grow. You have to water those seeds exactly. Um, um, I don't know how to garden yet, and I am zero out of three when it comes to growing plants but um you gotta like put in the work and figure it out like you gotta watch your seeds grow exactly and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the physical world it can be mental um whatever you choose to water in your mind is what will grow if you're constantly and y'all can beat me up if you want to i don't care if you're constantly listening to music about death and trapping and Shooting niggas up, and that's all you listening to. You are watering that seed. I have watched people take on personas of what they hear in songs, and I'm like, This isn't you, you ain't no pimp, you don't be slapping hoes, you know. That's they said, they said niggas wake up mad, but they listening to exactly this because type that, of music. that is the, the seed that they're watering, so of course, it's going to grow if you're constantly about your business and your success if you're watering your that that seed is going to grow or it's love or whatever it is it's gonna grow it's gonna grow i agree oh yes there is something that i want to talk to that ties into watering your seeds and watching them grow um i watched a one of i won't say a mentor but a good friend of mine who's a little bit older sends me a lot of inspirational videos but there was this video on YouTube about this homeless man. And I'll probably post it one, one day. But um, he was telling people to enjoy the journey. Instead of thinking about the destination all the time. When you focus on the destination, you don't focus on the enjoyment of the journey. And you'll get to the destination with no value. It comes... It. Right. And it's going to be like you're constantly looking and looking and looking for the next achievement. Yeah. Or um, I saw a post that said, um, instead of looking for your next blessing, like just realize you're sitting in your blessing right now. Right. 
and that was that's good um it's you know it just comes back to me enjoy enjoy the phase you're in enjoy the moment and so this is probably a takeaway thing that i have to say um enjoy the phase that you're in um you're in it for a reason you're going to get something out of it as hard as that may be to believe um and it's going to be good for you um and uh, I'm going to quote Shop Pre-Tea, my tea company, because I just posted something. Somehow, um, all things are going to fall into place as they should. You just you just have to trust the process and just be patient. Exactly. I completely agree with that, Courtney. Um, we've been a little bit rude, and though we're at the the outro of our of our episode, welcome to the blue couch podcast with us thank you for coming and enjoying a seat with us today as we got into some topics that could trigger you or inform you and sent you away with a little light and love hope yeah. y'all meditate and taking well, our breaths do your yoga or whatever y'all climb do. your mountain if you want to be inspired by me it ain't easy but <laughs> No, hiking is not easy. Um, I'll stick to my yoga. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all, welcome and actually goodbye. Um, you're listening on a Friday, so have a good weekend. Have a great weekend.